Dawn. Hi, Dan. We wanted to take a moment and let everyone know that our new book, Living MS, a book for masters, slaves, and their relationships, has been released. Living MS is a book based on our experience as a couple who has been living together as master and slave for well over a decade. It covers a broad range of topics, such as challenges as living as an MS couple, as well as building your own MS dynamic. Author and educator Dr. Robert Rubel says, This is one of the major books on the topic and should be on everyone's must-read list. Whether you are only thinking of starting to form a master-slave relationship or have been in one for years. Living MS by Dan and Dawn Williams is now available on, in print and digital format from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all other major book distributors. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today in studio, we have guest. We do. Wait, so. aren't we supposed to say, hi, Shiva? Hi, Beric. <laughs> hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> we will be turning over the podcast to Beric and Shiva of uh, presenting around the nation and AIS fame in a bit. Mm-hmm. Because they they're going to interview our guest today. <laughs> they're going to interview our guest. Yes, <laughs> will be interesting. <laughs> that will be interesting. As it happens, I'm going to go. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for a mm-hmm. while, you've heard references to the big the secret. secret. Yes, the secret is out. Our first book, Living MS, is now out. Mm-hmm. You could go buy it if you wanted to at eroticawakenings.com/slash/livingms. Yes, is it available are. on? Amazon? It is. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, a um, couple other places. It's a print version and Kindle version or Nook version or whatever. <laughs> yes, that, and we'll leave all that to Slave yes. Jen. Any geekiness of Kindles or Nooks <laughs> or EPubs. Yes. Somebody asked if it was available as an EPub. I know, and I, I had to actually look that up I don't know. what the hell it meant. Yeah. <laughs> it just means an e-version, I think. I've, okay. I've seen a nook once. And yeah, yeah. Kind of I've been in a nook once. <laughs> <laughs> I've licked nice. a nook once. <laughs> or twice. This is going to be a long show if we keep And it kindled some feelings in me. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Tech savvy, aren't we? I knew an Amazon once, and she was quite the amazing cocksucker. Nice. <laughs> Moving along, uh, before we can get to that, we have to mention, hey, really quickly, we wanted to say thank you to um, FET name Diana Lynn and Twist Matit. Twist Matit. <laughs> Did you just Wait, get finally, it? Yeah, I finally got that. <laughs> Twist Matit. They came down from... Um, New York and Pennsylvania. New York and Pennsylvania to join us at the Bottoms Buffet. Mm-hmm. Fairly nice little event right here in our own town of Columbus, Ohio. We got to play with a variety of people. Oh, we got to play and uh, play teach, and sorry. play. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's teach, right. sorry. <laughs> the Wartenberg wheel was... Uh, very uh, heavily used that day. <laughs> I am sure that in months ahead we will be talking about the Bottoms Buffet again because mm-hmm. at first they're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to do it again. I don't know if we're going to do it again. A week later, all right, let's start getting ready for 2012. 
Okay. So we'll have mm -hmm. more about Bottoms Buffet as it gets closer. To the next one. <laughs> to the next one. I think we've got about 11 months to worry about yes. that right now. Uh, what we don't have a lot of time for is, my understanding is there's only a couple tickets left for Quinco de Mayo. That is my understanding. So, And that is May 6th through May 8th. And they're trying to get those last couple of tickets sold by April 30th. So... I think they'll do it. I think they will too. So. Well, having having been to Kinko de Mayo for the mm -hmm. past, I don't know, four, five, six, eight years, whatever. Right. Um, it, it changed. It used to be the Smart Fest, and yes. now it's now it's gone to Kinko de Mayo, mm -hmm. and it is a, a fantastic mm -hmm. event up up in the North Cleveland area, and they the the people from Ohio Smart um, put on an amazing event. They really do great job. They work with one of the local dungeons up there, and they right. just take it right over. And they have snacks and foods and vendors, mm -hmm. and it's fantastic. Great presenters. Mm -hmm. it's, it's usually a great time, so they are usually packed. Now, Beric, what is the name of that, that thing that I saw you on the one time? It's big, black thing, and you and a bunch of people, and there's arms coming out. At Kinko oh. de Mayo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, that was the blob. The blob. That was the blob. That was uh, 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 Ava Amnesia, one of the um, uh, presenters at that time, and, and a couple others. Got together and she became the Blob Queen, and it was it was actually made by um, a company called Liberator, mm -hmm. and it was a zeppelin. It was a, a three foot by eight foot zeppelin that they had, which is a an enormous bean bag that you can do all oh, kinds of wonderful yes, and nasty yes. things. And we had to have fifteen people all in some form of undressed conglomeration nice. kind of cuddling hugging touching squeezing whispering <laughs> and it was uh, it was pretty amazing yeah so yeah i heard you say arms everywhere and the blob and i'm thinking tentacle sex how can this be used <laughs> everything comes back to tentacle sex <laughs> yeah, I know. can you say hentai <laughs> <laughs> so um all right so let's just let's just take a little break right there and get into our question of the day now, um, as it happens, uh, Beric posted a question of the day on the Adventures in Sexuality group. He did. And Sheba said, well, I bet somebody responds within the three minutes that he posts. Uh-huh. And, and, and what like, happened? Yeah, right. And you looked, and it's there. <laughs> and it's a great question. It, it is. is. Mm -hmm. So our question of the day is, what are the absolutely essential qualities that a kink event must have to attract you as an attendee? So there you go. Now, as it happens, we have two producers of one of the monster kink events here, at least. <laughs> uh, what do we call Is this Midwest? Mid this is Central kind of Midwest. Ohio? Yeah. yeah, Midwest. In the, multi, in the Great Lakes region. Oh, I can uh -huh. say that. <laughs> yeah. um, both the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion. Are tickets on sale yet? Uh, no. Not yet. Okay. However, Wait, soon. However, <laughs> being that the people are listening to the Erotic Awakenings uh, <laughs> podcast, we're going to offer you this special amazing deal what we're doing is and we're not telling anybody so don't tell anybody what we're doing is we're going to let loose 10 tickets uh -oh. that are going to be at least two weeks in advance and these are going to be tickets that are available for cope that nobody will hear about we're just going to one day put up the website allow 10 ticket sales and close it down again <laughs> and only the people on this podcast are going to know about it. Nice. <laughs> so when, when 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 does that when does that happen? Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the on the weekend of. Uh, let's see. I'll have to check my calendar here. I'm thinking eight tickets because we'll hold off on publishing this until we go get our two. We're we're going to actually do it. We're going to actually do it on the on the evening of the twenty first. 
which is May 21st. We're going to Ooh. open it up, um, and it'll be that's actually two weeks ahead of national opening ticket sales. Nice. We're only going to open up for 10 tickets. Now, these tickets, you know, if you have numbers 1 through 10, they're going to be in the chocolate section. Oh, right. that's yeah. right. That's true. That's right. We like the chocolate section. Now, these will, <laughs> will these actually be tickets 3 through They'll actually be then? No, they'll actually be tickets 6 through yeah, 16. Yeah, I was going to say you've you've auctioned off um, those initial tickets already for the NCSF benefit. Mm -hmm. So so and put the one in front of it. Yeah, so they'll be these will be tickets 101 through 110. No, no, no. 101 through 110. 101 through 110. Okay. They'll be pretty damn special regardless. Right. Yeah. Because 1 through 6 is the mm -hmm. are the NCSF winners. And we promised to wipe them on our armpits before we put them in the pretty plastic <laughs> wrapper. How's that? <laughs> wow. I'm not exactly sure how that's a benefit or why I'm getting an erection. I'm not really concerned about that at this concerned. point. So what was the question of the day again? What are the absolutely essential qualities that a kink event must have to attract you as an attendee? Hmm. So when you guys, I mean, and this must be really difficult for you guys. You put on a, an event that sells out in a week or two every six months. And then six months later, you do it again. And six months later, you do it again. And six months later, you do it again. And as you continue to do this, you're, not only do you have to get those people, you know, that, wow, they've already seen um, uh, Sheba come out in angel wings. And they've seen uh, one of my favorites, Barrett, come out in the prison uniform. <laughs> I like the jester uniform too. The jester costume. Exactly, because he was wearing nylons, or yes. as close to nylons as we're going to get him in. That <laughs> was such a big deal for me. That's how I fantasize about him anyway. Oh, so, is it? Okay. Uh, so, what do you do to, you know, when you start to think, all right, what are we doing for the next one? How do you, how do you? Think about what are we going to do to attract you, people? Yeah, for the, how do you figure out event? what people are looking for? I mean, I know what I'm looking for in an event, but you guys have to figure out what a couple of hundred people are looking for. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. how do you figure that out? Or what have you figured out? Um, I, I, we have a really good staff of people who, mm -hmm. who give us a lot of good ideas. Um, uh, they're really creative and we have meetings with them constantly and they're constantly shooting out different ideas and we usually take them up on some of them. Um, we're again going to have a theme for cope because that seemed to work on the last one. People seem to really like knowing ahead of time mm -hmm. what we were going to do the first night or what we were going to wear so that they could kind of follow along and nice. play the game with us. Um, so we're going to do that again. It seemed to work. Uh, it, I mean, it just depends. Um, what people respond to and what people start to play with is what we bring again. You know, so they, you know, the people who are our customers are mm -hmm. the community, and they tell us by buying the tickets and by playing along with us and by involving themselves ahead of time and letting us know what they want. Um, that's who we listen to that's who we pay attention to okay nice. and, and one of the you know one of the things that that, that uh Shiva takes care of um you take care of twitter and uh, facebook and um lj mm -hmm. and i tend to take care of uh, i tend to do a lot of uh, uh posting on fetlife and um the yahoo groups mm -hmm. and so we each have our sections that we kind of pay attention to and one of the things that that I tend to do as I'm on Fet Life and surfing the net and whatever. I will, I will really pay attention to what what's trending. Right. And there's a lot of things that you'll you'll find 
Like, because I get, I'm, I'm on, I don't know, 60 or some groups on FetLife and mm-hmm. 80 or some groups on Yahoo, and I'm getting emails constantly, constantly. And I'll look through, and there'll be a pervasive... Um, like a theme? Right, a theme. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for a while, it was rope. It was all about rope mm-hmm. and suspension. So good gosh, and yes. right now, the prevalent theme in the community is there's a lot of stuff coming up about master-slave relationships. Yes. You got your, you, you know, your book hit it at one of the perfect times in terms of the cresting of that wave to engage the Columbus community, engage the Ohio community, and some of the national leagues. Because for a while, there's this big swing toward kink, you know, and every mm-hmm. all things kink and all things kinky and wild and fun. And now there's this kind of a lot of reinterest in leather and reinterest in um, master-slave relationships and, and a lot of rope and a lot of these other things. Mm-hmm. And so we pay we tend to pay attention to, to as, as Shiba always says, you know, let's ride the train that's running. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Nice. You know, yeah. and, that, and that makes a lot of sense. You see a lot of events stuck, which, you know, whatever it is, whatever theme it is, is great for a while, great for mm-hmm. a while. And it's like, oh, it's that again. Boy, I, I used to be interested in that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I look for in, in the events that we go to. Because we present a lot of events. We don't actually go as attendees so much. But if we did, and when we do, we look at the list of workshops. Yeah. What is being presented that I want to spend my money Mm-hmm. To go see, mm-hmm. you know, to go learn. Right. And Who are the presenters? Are they exactly. someone that I've heard of? Are they someone that's brand new that I've never exactly. heard of and, and I'm curious we about? We usually make they... a point to go see at, um, at least one new presenter when we go to, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, to, to a new event. And um, we like to see the, the uh, old timers as well. They have a lot to share. And it, it's just, yeah, what do they have to offer that I want to go learn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. One of the really uh, interesting things to me, I'm curious, now when you guys think about who you're going to bring in as presenters, mm-hmm. do you think of, all right, let's look at the big name people that everybody knows and that we can rely on. I, I, if you bring in Lee Harrington, mm-hmm. you know Lee's going to hit it hard and going to do a wonderful job. And a lot of people say, oh, Lee Harrington, oh, I know who Lee Harrington is. But if you bring in, um, for example, uh, at the last event you brought in um, Rick's Kitten, mm-hmm. who is uh, local to the central Ohio area and may not be known to so many people, mm-hmm. which also has its advantages, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love going to see Big Name Presenter X. I've seen Big Name Presenter X nine times mm-hmm. already, though, mm-hmm. and right. I know that Big Name Presenter is going to be around X is going to be around nine more times this year. Mm-hmm. If I miss him this time, who cares? Right. So... Do you guys think about that, or do you think, man, i got to bring in these people that people care about? I think um, with that particular presenter, what had come across in the last couple of events was um, a lot of the submissives or S-types in the community were coming up to us and saying, you know what, we'd really like some hands-on classes and some Mm -hmm. things taught just for us mm-hmm. you know yeah. so we went out of our way to go look within our community to see who we could find and draw in who had presented you know on a smaller level before hands-on things that submissives could learn in the class and take home yes and practice um and and it went over big you know from what i understand a lot of the submissives were mm-hmm. were coming back and telling people you know how happy they were that they had classes like that so it's something that you'll see Again, you know, we're going to, I mean, I don't know that it's going to fill up an entire track, right? you know, as of yet, but it's something that we're aiming for. I mean, we want to please the people who are our community. Right. So, and even one or two classes is nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. when everything is flogging 101 and rope 101 or, you know, or whatever. When it's geared strictly for a dominant, right. You know, as a submissive, I'm like, well, I guess I can go tag along. I I might learn something. I don't know when I would use it. 
but I'll mm-hmm. learn something. <laughs> so it's it's nice to have that that variety. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and and fun. I want the event to be fun. Mm-hmm. So and your guys's event is absolutely fun. That's mm-hmm. why everybody likes to come. Well, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we we do what we do is you'll find that our at our events we we is and I hate I hate to sound like we're being. Um, you know, I don't. I, I guess selfish or whatever. But we make the events, events that we'd want to go to. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Right. You know, I I, I turn to Sheba in the you know at mm-hmm. night when we go to bed. Hey, what would you like to have at this event? What would really make your pussy wet so I can <laughs> so I can enjoy? I want that. a pedicure <laughs> class. That's what I want. It would make my pussy <laughs> wet. I want all the submissives in the Central Ohio area to know how to give pedicures. Nice. <laughs> right. and, and so we'll have a pedicure class. I've right. had people ask me. You know, because I'm, I'm, you know, submissive in the area, slave in the area, where to go learn to give pedicures. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that would actually go over very well. I think it's going to take out. to learn. <laughs> yes. So. And so, I'm going to volunteer my feet right now. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a, as a event promoters. Right. You know, and, and to be perfectly honest, we like to have, because half of our events are, are, are attended by people who just want to come and have the fun. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and to be perfectly honest, we could announce five names that we pick off a cereal box mm-hmm. and hopefully people would go, Hey, I've never heard of that name. Let's go right. there. Right. You know. But we also have to cater to the people who want to see the big names. Mm-hmm. Because Central Ohio, some people just don't have the just don't have the financial ability to hop on a bus, hop on a plane, hop on right, whatever, right. go to California and see the big names, or go to Washington D.C. or or, or, Chicago. or Chicago or St. Louis and go see these big names. Mm-hmm. So we have to make accommodations to bring them here. And for this event for Cope, we're bringing out um, the the two naughty boys. We're awesome. bringing out uh, Douglas Kent, who just wrote the Earth and Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're bringing out, or Land and Sky, and we're bringing out um, Raven Caldera, who is... I love Raven. An, you know, mm-hmm. So we're bringing a good yes. combination of rope mm-hmm. and different type of rope and woo-woo. Woo-woo. Raven's you know, woo-woo. Raven's really woo-woo. <laughs> so we're bringing out these, the, and these are bigger names. Right. And we have, you know, we have uh, just confirmed uh, Sir Top and Bonnie, uh, Slave Bonnie. Yay. We're, we're going to have, we have this whole list of great presenters. We have Uncle P., who is uh, who is really big in the scene in in, um, in the north? We have a lot of great presenters who are coming in, and we've everybody's confirmed, and so we're we're probably going to put out that advertisement within the next three to four weeks. Sweet. Now, mm-hmm. to get back to the question, which is what would we like to see to attend an event? Right. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how we came up with our event. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm not editing that out. Just keep going. <laughs> that was me bitch slapping Dawn for not doing my toes. Keep going. Well, when Aww, you, you know, when pedicure <laughs> talk made you jealous. <laughs> when when Sheba and I first, you know, she came up to me and, and slapped me on the back of the head and said, "Hey, we should really do some events." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't know, honey." We had just know. come off of the DC event, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't know how many times I've thanked Tristan and Colton for their oh. influence. Um, but this is one more shout out to them. Um, when we came back from our first DO uh, winter fire, mm-hmm. we we brought that energy back to mm-hmm. to Central Ohio, and we were like, "This is we're going to make this happen here." Nice. Yeah. And so they were our first. They were our first big influence. But I think that that what they have um, is different than what we have because we shoot for more of a. Um, a homey community, mm-hmm. a smaller, right. 
more intimate setting Where they're than just some huge of the big and ones. Trying to cover everything, right? I mean, yeah. with a thousand people at an event, yeah, yes. you're gonna you're gonna see some big name presenters, right. um, but you're not gonna get to say hi to everybody, Mm-mm. right? You know, and so what we want and what Central Ohio wants, you know, because we're Midwesterners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like to say hi to everybody. I mean, I mean, if you look around, everybody's waving. You know, mm-hmm. you can drive down the road and someone's going to wave at you. It's a friendly town, friendly people, good community. You know, we all want to say hi. Yes. And so when we, so when we go to events, when we're attracted to events, that's what we look for. Yeah, we look we for look, the. Yeah. Are you going to wave hi? Are you going to say hi to us? Mm-hmm. You know, do we? You know, are so, we going to feel comfortable? I think the trick is, is like you said before, was to create something that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. I We learned that a long time ago. If we put something together that we want to do, if no one else shows up, we're still going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so create what you want and then invite everybody else along for the ride. Right. <laughs> we had, we had um, a complete idea of what we were going to do by the time we had been to four or five larger mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and we had gone to... Uh, this event and that event and, and event X and event Y and so forth and so on all throughout the country. <clears throat> and one of the things that we learned was as we were going to events, we would we would see what they would do. And we would say, oh, we want to do that. We want to bring snacks in at 10 o'clock. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Keeps up the energy level. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to play uh, Bob Seger's old time rock and roll in the dungeon. And that's not to say that, you know, those who like Bob Seger in the dungeon, please <laughs> go for it. But we're not really into that. And so we want something that's upbeat, something that keeps the energy flowing and doesn't have words to distract us. So we said, oh, well, we don't want that, but we do want this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the classes we had, there were, we went to a, uh, an event that had like 15 concurrent classes and we're like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. You know, we're missing too much. Let's give them a smaller idea of what we can do. How's five concurrent classes? That sounds great. For 300 people, fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, that way 75 people can pick each. Or more or less. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to an event, we're mainly, we're not necessarily looking for the presenters always. We're looking for the energy of the event. Mm. Do the, are the event promoters touchable? Yes. Can you walk in? Because we went to an event one time and we knew the event promoters and they, and we were there and we're, hey, and they just kept on going. And it's like, oh, well, you know, thanks for having us by yeah right. and you know what's bad is that i can think of what the events are <laughs> they yeah. don't know that we go back <laughs> yeah. and i mean if you come to our events and and you never see them playing and you see them off in the corner or right. you know sitting on a throne waiting for somebody to kiss their ring or something like that <laughs> you know what we're looking for is event promoters that are real who are there who are playing in the dungeon mm-hmm. who are you know, talking to people, and that's us. I mean, you know, if you look out on the on, on our play space mm-hmm. on any given Friday or Saturday, well, Saturday night because Friday night we're working, <laughs> but on on Saturday night you'll see Sheba and me playing, mm-hmm. and we'll be having a great time. Or we'll, you know, I'll be I'll be tying somebody up, or she will be beating the hell out, or kicking somebody in the crotch. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> or know? getting her toes painted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, we're we're we're. We're really in this community. We're really in this because we enjoy what we do. We love to play with people, you know, and we love to share that connection. And so, you know, when we go to events and the the event promoters aren't doing that, we're like, oh, you're not actually adding your personal energy to this. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's something for you to do, not something for you to be a real part of. So that's one of the things that we really, you know, love about doing our events. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we'll talk more about a AIS event in just a moment, and we're going to be careful. I had a lot of more questions, but this will be a question of the day takeover show. 
which has happened to us recently. <laughs> and I actually want to talk about our book, well, to be well, honest. We took over our own show, so it's not like we have... <laughs> um, so very cool, very cool. If uh, you would like to send in a question of the day or contact us for any other reason, there's a variety of ways to do that. For example, you could use the get, Got Comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 206-309-0054. Always my favorite. So I did want to mention really quickly the ongoing saga of coconut rope. <laughs> so we had mentioned, um, for those that don't listen all the time, here's the big quick synopsis. We tried the coconut rope from Maui Kink, not big fans, the first time we tried first it. First time we tried it, not big fans. Does the second it come time? from coconut? Does it smell like it, coconut? It, it doesn't smell like it, but it's real rough, kind of like twine. It's real <laughs> coconut. So the first time I tried it, it just, it, it wasn't sensual or anything. The second time we tried it, the rope we were using kept falling off my boobs. So Dan whipped out the coconut rope and went, pulled me by the nipple and went, and it stuck. And it made <laughs> it that so exact nice. noise. Did it? <laughs> and now we see that uh, uh, Mink's girl, which we'll put a um, link in the show to, has, she actually did an entire article about using coconut rope and how wonderful it was. Oh, nice. So not only are we going to say we were wrong, um, <laughs> Dawn was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> but we are also going to offer, uh, uh, to say, uh, Maui King said, hey, thanks for admitting you're wrong. We're going to offer your podcast listeners a opportunity to get 10% off of any order. Some exclusions do apply. It expires July, June 1st. Uh, so that's 10% off if you use the secret code ERA10. ERA standing, of course, for erotic, erotic. rope apology. Ooh! So, and then to make sure on the um, order form that you put where you heard about them from, which is from us. Yep. Well, and speaking of Maui King, I, yes. hate to, I hate to butt in, but I'm going to anyway because we're here and we're taking over the show. Yeah, because um, you, you don't hate to butt in. I, that's true. That's true. Um, one of the one of the things that Sheba and I do is we frequently purchase from all a lot of different rope right. companies and things like that to see who's got the best rope. Mm -hmm. And we've purchased from X and Y and Z, and and um, we purchased from Maui Kink a while back. Yeah. And we actually purchased uh, their 60-foot, uh, or their $60, 400-foot uh, hemp bundle that nice. comes untreated and whatever. And we used the heck out of that and ended up using half of it, handing half off to Amber the Rope Slut, and she oh, is happily, nice. happily, you know, wound herself into a corner with that stuff. <laughs> but, but Maui Kink had it to us like that. It was UPS, uh, or... It was uh, United States Postal Service, mm -hmm. shipped to us second day air, and it was fantastic. Great, oh, yeah. came right away. And Sheba seemed to like it an awful lot. Yeah? No, <laughs> never. No, never? <laughs> but my problem is, I don't know much about rope. And I would need somebody who's, I mean, and this is really pathetic because I've done four different podcasts now where I've said, I gotta go learn rope. And we've had somebody. We've got a great house. place for you to learn rope. Do you yeah. now? We <laughs> Tell do. Tell me about it. <laughs> AIS and Coorg, the Central Ohio Rope Group, are putting on an all-day rope bondage intensive on July 23rd this summer, featuring none other than Lee Harrington. Get tickets now. They are going to sell out fast. They will. They'll sell out really fast. Yeah. So, 
Oh, Absolutely. Awesome. We'll be launching that website here within the next yeah. uh, week or two. And, and of course, afterwards, we're going to have a party. So all your new rope skills that you learned, Dan, you'll be able to put to work that night. I, I found out if I go to a swing club with rope, I look like a rope god. He I does. look like a man of skills. Yeah. Really? He did really good, too. He had different colors and different things going on. Yeah. And I walk by people and everybody's like, ooh, ah. This, this is a single cool. column tie. I studied in Tibet for nine years to learn this. <laughs> Well, my rope somehow just stays in the bag when I go to a real uh, kink party. I don't know why that is. We wanted to uh, mention a couple of podcasts ago, we had a uh, question of the day that was something along the lines of, could you, in a polyamorous relationship, have one person in? Right. And then when they leave, you get your other person in. Right. And when they leave, the first person comes, comes back. back. Yeah, she called it dual monogamy because that's how she was thinking of it. Hey, hey, Two right. separate. So, side note. I called it dual monogamy. Oh, and, you did. That's all right. All right, look, Life, fuck you too. <laughs> I'm sorry I called it dual monogamy. Please put away your dictionary and just roll with the question. <laughs> Nobody answered the question. Everybody was too busy defining that it wasn't dual monogamy. Oh, never mind. But... Someone did write us back. <laughs> yes, C.A. Sizemore, a, uh, actually one of our... Uh, Twitter followers. Twitter uh, and a podcast listener, I hope. They actually called the voicemail. <laughs> Woohoo! And they said they actually had a four-day on, four-day off situation, and it worked just wonderful. Nice. So, though what we're talking about is two months on, two months off. So, I wonder how that would work. It would work great for bubble heads. The people that serve in some rings. Oh, that would work. Ooh, I had to think about that for a second. Bubbleheads. <laughs> Kinky. How do you kinkify that? I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be a way. It's long, hard, and full of semen. There you go. <laughs> that works. And then the other question being, <clears throat> would you buy a American Sheba bobblehead if you could get them at the next AIS event? Ooh. <laughs> I hate to think of what people would do with those <laughs> Which is why they would buy them. I, I can no picture doubt. a scene. Although, yeah, I was going to say, I can. <laughs> and, and now, included with your Barrack and Sheba bobblehead, a free small version of ID Glide, just in case exactly. you want to put it in that spot for your lover. <laughs> <laughs> and Sheba's head bobbles in just the right G spot area. Ooh, nice. I just picture the uh, stories of emergency room workers. That, I got the body up, but the bobble's still in there. It's a flood of bobblehead emergencies. I can just see it. Barrack and Sheba bobble. Barrack and Sheba. <laughs> say that ten times fast. <laughs> Barrack and Sheba bobbleheads now with C cell batteries. <laughs> nice. The funny thing about this is, we're sitting here giggling about it. I will bet you within the next 12 hours, Barrack is Googling, how can I make Barrack and Sheba bobbleheads for the next event? He's, I'm surprised he doesn't have the iPhone out yet. That up. <laughs> so, Don, here's a little quick sneaky preview of... All right, so in um, August, we're going to go to the Great Lakes Leather Alliance, and we're yes. going to do our step-down speech. Yes. Where we where have been uh, their representative of the Master Slave title for the previous year, and we'll step mm -hmm. down saying, thanks for letting us serve for a year. Yeah, I've been trying not to think about that. But. I'm going to give you a quick <laughs> preview of what I'm going to talk about, and it is uh, about even if you don't necessarily win all the titles in the world, you still get out there and you do your stuff. Yes. Oh, I like that. For example... Our uh, good friends and people yes. that ran with us at the uh, International Master and mm -hmm. Slave um, Contest, also, and they were also, um, what did we, uh, uh, we're all winners, yes. we just don't have yeah. patches. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what we were sure. told anyway. You know, uh, you know, I tell you, 
I brought something specifically for you guys about that. Uh-oh. You know, <laughs> really, no, really, no, you, you, you laugh, but, but there is something that Sheba and I talk about, which is, uh, it's a, it's, it was a speech by, uh, by Roosevelt, um, or maybe it was a credit to Winston Churchill. Either one, it was, it's called A Man in the Arena. Okay. And it, and it goes like this. It goes, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. I'm editing that out so I could use that at GLA. For <laughs> Can you send me that, by the way? Oh, sure, sure. That is very neat. It's I like that. It. I'll tell you, we because we, you know, as group owners and as 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 you know whatever, you know, mm-hmm. as group owners and as as uh, event promoters, um, you know, when you step into a position of any kind of leadership, there is this huge target on your back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, Absolutely. And we're constantly hearing from people. Who, who like and don't like our events and who, mm-hmm. who like and don't like us personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's great. That's fine. We're going to continue doing what we're doing because we, we think it's we think it's very valuable. But it, you know, it's something that keeps us going because we know, you know, those critics right. are sitting in the sidelines taking pot shots from far away and we're actually doing things. You know, we're making things happen because we believe in what we're doing. That's the way it usually works. So... I'm all sniffling now. Take a pause break. But actually, and I totally agree with you. And we've had conversations about, oh, so-and-so person's now pissed off at me because I ran an event. And, you know, it really doesn't matter. If you include somebody, they'll get pissed off that they're included. And if you don't include them, they'll get pissed off that they're not included. And uh, some people, people are crazy. Mm -hmm. And you still get out there and you still do. You still do it. You still, you you say, well, and sometimes some people... People can be pretty cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, so two more people we know that are in the arena. And keep going. <laughs> Regardless, our um, Master Gypsy. No. Oh, ha-ha. <laughs> Master calls me. It's going to cost you. Master, Master Rick, Rick and Slave Gypsy. Gypsy. And they are running the Leather History Conference 2011 registration is now open. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That is. What is it that they are bringing? They're the bringing Carter all kinds of Johnson cool stuff. Johnson Leather Library is the main part of it. So, and that is coming up soon. So we will have their website on the show notes as well. Yeah, and it's just really neat to see, um, regardless of what accolades you do or don't get, mm-hmm. whether you do or don't get a title, or you do get a bunch of shit, or you're, um, Regardless, right? Regardless. It gets nastier from there. So I just kind of self, self-mutilated there. Self-mutilated? Wow. It's <laughs> a different kink altogether. Right? Um, you know, it's the, it's the community. Actually, nothing gets done unless people get things done. And, you know, some people are followers, and they do a wonderful job of following. 
Some people mm-hmm. are leaders. Um, and I know Barak and I had met, I, I don't know, I think Barak told me this, or I might have told him this, or we might have stole it from someone else completely. <laughs> you know, it's uh, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. many people uh, choose option D, which is... Just stand in the way and hold up traffic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or stand on the sidelines and throw apples. Or yeah. Or something. Or something. <laughs> Speaking of doing things, it looks like you and I are almost out of out of tickets for the half-day intensive. Yeah, so see, we had May. May, we had nothing scheduled, remember? <laughs> we had nothing scheduled for May. So what did we do? We created our own thing. We did. So um, we do have a, a, a MS intensive coming up. We're kind of calling it a lunch and learn because there's going to be a, a served meal that's cooked on the spot. And the rest of the day is workshops and a fun game that you've put together. Yes, so. and it, it is almost, <laughs> almost done. Awesome. I'm not going to call it cranky. I was almost going to call it kinky cranium because there's, so, there's different aspects to it. I'll, I'm going to pitch this to you, event promoter types, later because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's almost so it's almost tweet. Almost, almost tweet. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, and we've limited the number of tickets that we're selling. And yes, they are almost sold out because we're trying to keep this kind of an intimate gathering. I guess I got to link that as well now. So, more than likely. Yeah, because there's a couple of tickets left. So, yeah, small, intimate, nice lunch. It's going to be great. Wanted to mention real quickly, uh, we wanted to thank the Kink Shop for their support. Uh, <laughs> I screwed this up last time, so I'm just going to read it. Okay. For quality toys made by lifestylers, <laughs> by lifestylers, visit thekinkshop.com. And, um, you know, we uh, run into Mac and family at a variety of events, and they are always nice. And so they gave us a bunch of stuff and said, hey, why don't you go review this on your podcast? And for that matter, we just got a brand new spanking bench from Two Sadistic Freaks. We did. We tried that out last night, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It didn't quite work out to be... I mean, I'm sure it's a great spanking bench. We didn't use it for spanking, though. No, we did not use it for spanking. It's like the perfect shape for (laughs) other things and reaches. You're allowed to say (laughs) What thing? I got fucked. (laughs) Yes, I got fucked. (laughs) Majorly. So, So, um, uh, thekinkshop.com will provide you with reasonably priced toys. And we still have to test out some of those toys. We are. And we will do a bunch of product reviews. We've got a bunch of canes. And some really interesting floggers uh, (laughs) as well that I'm looking forward to flogging you with uh, purely for science. (laughs) And um, we're very uh, grateful to Two Sadistic Freaks for um, saying, hey, here's a spanking bench. Go spank Don on it and tell people what you think. Awesome. Uh, So far, if they called it a fucking bench, we could say, well, it's a great fucking bench. bench. Works wonderfully for fucking, but um, we'll we'll, we'll have to do spanking on another podcast yes we can do that uh, but you know uh, you know what your problem is Sheba <laughs> what's my problem <laughs> you haven't been out to iTunes to rate the show lately I haven't have you tweeted about us I did I tweeted about your book oh. Ooh. Well, thank you. I'll take that <laughs> <laughs> but have you liked us on Facebook uh, I <laughs> Yes, I've licked you on Facebook. <laughs> and I've advertised your book on Facebook, too. And on LJ. Nice. Thank you. You got much love. Woohoo, much love. No, I owe you a fucking pedicure. <laughs> I, you know, I tell you, I would, I, would actually, whoops, I would actually pay good money to see Dan on his knees at, uh-uh. the, at the event, giving no. you a pedicure. No. He doesn't actually really? have to be on his knees. No, no. You know, He'd here, probably be better sitting cross-legged. Yeah. I'll tell Just you. Be comfortable. You want to hear? You want to hear a great idea for an NCSF fundraiser? <gasps> hey, we're out of time. <laughs> I think we should talk about that. Well, no, and not just Dan. 
not just Dan. I think we should take anybody who's seen name on FetLife as master or something. Or sir. Oh, yeah. Or sir something. Or mistress. Or mistress. Or dame. Or any D-type who would be interested in volunteering <laughs> or stepping up to the plate to paint some toenails. <laughs> for NCSF. For the NCSF. I bet you we could really make some... Make some uh, good money for the NCSF. More than likely so, but you're, you're, you don't have to join that one, sir. Your, yours doesn't start with master or sir on FET. <laughs> Unfortunately, the um, um, about six or eight or a long time ago on the podcast, mm-hmm. we mentioned how honored I was by receiving the master's <laughs> oh, that's cover. that's true. <laughs> and as everyone knows, it comes, actually, it's just a responsibility <laughs> yes. connector. So, yes, I'd be more than happy to jump on there. Hopefully no one... Fuck, I'm so fucked. On one hand, I'm going to say, I hope no one listens to this podcast. On the other hand, people listen to podcasts. Go buy the damn book. (laughs) And let's talk about that Uh, really quickly. I wanted to thank uh, Unspeakable Axe from the Masocast Mm -hmm. for playing a little bump about the book, um, letting people knowing that it's out there. And we're done. Don and I are no longer in charge of this podcast. So we're going to go take a break. (laughs) Barak and Sheba, it's all about you now. Do we need any other segue before we turn it over to him? I don't think so. No? <laughs> Our primary a spanking, topic. A spanking, no. <laughs> so today we're going to talk to Dan and Don, authors of the new book, Living MS, a book for masters, slaves, and their relationships. If you haven't read this, you need to get a copy right away. You can get it at Amazon, you can get it at Borders, at where else can I get this? Uh, well, it's on the Kindle. I think it's just about everywhere at this point. You can just Google it and find it. So. I, I, I noticed, I actually have a copy of the book right here, and Dawn's like curious as to what pages I have I marked know, in it. She's, she's, she's playing with my bookmarks. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. I have questions for you. But first, Uh-oh. first, I, I got to know, why did you guys write this book? What, what, drew, what drew this out of you? The, the funny thing about it is actually, this is actually our second book. The first book we wrote, we tried to write it like authors write books. You know, we had, um, we tried to take some, we, you know, we would read things by, uh, different authors that we respected. Right. And we said, right. oh, I want to be an author. So apparently this is how you read a, write a book. And eventually, um, it, it just became more and more painful for us to try to write that. Mm-hmm. And people kept going on about, you know, you guys do a wonderful job on the podcast, wonderful presentations. Um, I love the way you communicate. Right. So we said, well, what? that's how we need to write a book. We how need to write yeah. how we talk. So, and that kind of gave us the voice for the book. So how we were going to do it. And like I said, the, the first book, um, I just looked at that again yesterday. And we've been working on that since 2006. So we're not exactly sure we're going to get it out. because Unless we find our voice with that one too. Mm-hmm. But this one, um, because of the presentations, because of the podcast, because we are so out in the community as an MS couple, many, many people that are starting the MS lifestyle or interested in it are asking us, so how do you do it? Give me steps, give me step one, give me step two, give me step three. And we had to look at them and say, we can't give you one, two, and three. All we can do is tell you what worked for us. Mm-hmm. So there, there really isn't a guidebook. Every relationship is different. So, And what we found is that by sharing our story, people are getting some benefit out of it to it, it, at least a springboard for jumping into an MS relationship. Well, so. and, and, and I just heard you say something that, that brought another question to mind, mm-hmm. is now that you've written this book, right? and you said you're somewhat out to the community, mm-hmm. 
having written a book and having your legal names yes. on a book, you're not somewhat out anymore, oh, no. right? You've stepped, you've gone from, you've gone from, you know, the kiddie pool where everybody mm-hmm. pees in it to, you know, and, and the ability to hide behind other things, right? you know, to we're way out there. Not only are, are, are you stepping out into the community, but you're outing yourself in the national, um, in, the na- in, a, in a national media. So how does it feel um, to go from, right, to, <laughs> how does it feel, you know, this is a question that I had as I was reading it. You know, you have your pictures on the front of the mm-hmm. paper or on the front of the book. You have your, your, your legal names on the front and, uh, and bios and where you live. And so, I mean, for, for somebody to be able to find you as a legal human being, right. there's, there's complete transparency here. How does it feel to go from moving from, you know, a, sem- a semi, you know, just, okay, so maybe we're a little out, maybe we're somewhat out, mm-hmm. to way out? I mean, we're talking about, as opposed to coming gradually out of the closet, you right. essentially dynamited the door. Exactly. Yeah. At any point yeah. in time, Aunt Mary can get on Amazon.com and look yep. you up and find this book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really interesting when our publisher said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this for the cover, and here's a picture of you guys. And also, we need to put your last name on there. Because our scene name is Dane and Dawn. Right. And that is, you know, how many Dane and Dawns? There's a lot. It's a, you know, it's a common enough name. Sure. And um, we said, well, you know, we don't really want that on the... And he's like, well, no, no, this is a book. How do you find books? You find books by typing in people's last names. That's how book... When they order books, they're going to look for last name first. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just part of being a published author. And we sat with that for a little while. And we, we sat there with the book. And we said, wait, well, you know what? Is this book truly who we are, how much of it is who we are, and how much of it is who we want to be perceived to be. And the reality is this book is truly who we are. We truly believe a master-slave lifestyle is healthy, incredibly beneficial. The past 10 years for Don and I, you know, which is, you know, what the book encompasses, have been really positive and wonderful parts of our life. It is who we are. So it's hard to think about the book and not put our name on it now and not attach our figure and our, our face to it, I should say, you know? Um, it would be unfortunate if I lose my job over this, right? Um, it would be unfortunate, and trust me, this is a real nail biter. If the kids, both, you know, Don, we have two mm-hmm. children. If they looked at it and go, God, I, I never knew you guys were this disgusting, you know? And, and you know, it's, it's a legitimate concern of ours, to be honest. I mean, uh, hopefully we raise the kids, but, you know, one of them might turn into one of those wacky religions where they hate people I for having agree, sexual yeah. beliefs. Um, <laughs> It's, it's almost as if we had to step back and say, is the lifestyle, is it a real lifestyle? Is this how we truly live our life or is it just our weekend kink? And um, once we recognize that, you know, we really believe in the values and the, uh, what being a master-slave relationship embodies, um, it became easy to be legally, directly associated with it. Um, I'm very fortunate that I don't really care about other people's opinions too much. So if, um, if I lose some friends over it, then I'll, I'm okay saying, well, right. you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? Exactly. And, and the, the, like I said, Dan said the, the two biggest concerns were his job and um, my kids, our kids, you know? And of course they're older, they're not minors or anything. And they know what kind of relationship we have without knowing the words for it. 
So I don't think it'll take them much by surprise. I would really like to, and I still may tell them, oh, by the way, we're published authors now, but you don't want to read the book because <laughs> it's very private. And um, just like you guys don't listen to the podcast, God, I hope not. You know, because anything you read, we've got a lot of private stuff in there that we've shared with the world. You know, I yeah. talk about my uh, past abuse. I talk about things like that. Dan talks about how he's handled my triggers. You know, there's a lot of private stories in there. So, you know, the kids will be told, please don't read it. But if you do, I'm not responsible for your nightmares. I've actually <laughs> I, I figured out how, we, how I'm going to uh, approach that, by the way. Yes. I'm going to reach, hand them a copy of the book and say, do you want to read about your mommy's sex life? And when they oh, for sure they're going to burn that before God. they open yes, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They'll never open that book. Yeah. So, but, and then... Um, if any of the family finds out, if any um, whatever, I'm hoping that they'll just be open-minded enough and realize that we've shared so much that they can just come and ask us questions. You know, we are so much about being who we are that, yeah, like Dan said, if we lose people, we've lost people. Mm -hmm. So It's still scary. It's mm -hmm. still, yeah. But. I mean, when, when I first saw the front cover and saw that it had our last names, you know, at first it was just choices to make on a contract. And then I saw it. And then the heart started thumping. It's like, okay, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to do this? Okay, we're jumping in. And then as I learned it went to Amazon and it was available, then I realized all the stuff that I'd written in there. <laughs> <laughs> and how much people were going to be reading. But this is stuff we share in our presentations and on the podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> so what's what's been the response so far? What What have you guys heard? What have you seen? It's really interesting because you sit there and you, you're, you're on kind of on, you know, what you want to do, what you want to say is, ah, what, be, what will be, will be, you know? And then, <laughs> <laughs> but you sit there and you look, we've gotten some really nice feedback on particular, and it, it's great when somebody points out, oh, I love what Dawn said about mindfulness. Oh, I love what Dan said about responsibility. Oh, I love what, so, you know, what you said up here or there. Mm -hmm. um, and fortunately, uh, people have been very courteous, very kind so far. Nobody's written us and says, yet, has <laughs> said, oh, you know what, you got wrong, this part. Um, and that'll come. Somebody will find, uh, there will be somebody who finds something in that book that is not appropriate for them, and they'll assume that we meant it personally against them. Right. And they'll, write, they'll respond that way. But, but so far, I've been very, very uh, pleased with um, the kind of feedback we've gotten. Right. And, and the, the neat thing is, is that I still wouldn't change anything in the book, even if somebody, you mm -hmm. know, had a negative thought about it, because it's not theory, it's not thought. It's what we've done and what we've did. Right. And, and what's interesting to me is um, there are parts of the book, well, most of the book, where it starts out with Dan says or Don says, <laughs> um, which clarifies exactly who you're talking to in that part of the book. Um, I just wanted to know, why did you choose to do it that way? Is that, is that the voice that you were talking about finding? Yeah, that's the voice we were talking about finding. Um, when we do presentations, one of the things that makes it so dynamic is that Dan talks from the master's point of view and then I talk from the slave point of view. And um, he, he can't talk, he, he could theorize, you know, the slave point of view, but he can't talk in that voice mm -hmm. and vice versa. I can't talk from a master's point of view. I, there's just some stuff I don't get because <laughs> I'm, you know, slave bent. Mm -hmm. So when you're the master in the master's voice, do you have to drop your voice a couple octaves too? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is, this, this is the master's voice. <laughs> Makes it a little Elvis Presley in there. You got it all over the <laughs> <Wow. laughs> The, the neat thing is that we, we sat down and we said, all right, what do we want to say about um, 
old contracts, for example, right. right? And I would say, it's very important we say this. And Don says, well, let's say this. And then we like move each other's paragraphs around and like, no, 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 say it this way. It's like, no, 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 no. You can't use and in that sense, you asshole. Not that Don would ever say that <laughs> when we write. Uh, but, and it, it realized, you know, we, we are coming from different perspectives. Our background on this is perspective. Our uh, perspective is different and it's going to be different regardless of the fact we've lived it together. Mm-hmm. You know, like Don says, I mean, Don doesn't know shit about being a master. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows what I, she knows what she's seen in me. Right. But, you know, she can't speak for what it's like, you know, why masters need a day off or... Why, you know, why contracts are important to you and why contracts are important to me can be two totally different things. That, and, you know, I had about um, a paragraph and a half about sex that I wanted to share. And Don went on and on and on and on. I just felt fine. Here, write your own chapter about it. <laughs> so, yeah, and then there's some stuff that um, he had something to say, and I went, ooh, I got something to say about that, too. And then there's other parts, um, and why it was broken up different near the, near the end of the book, is um, there was some stuff I didn't have any reflections on that Dan wrote about, and some stuff that he didn't have reflections on that I wrote about. So that's mm-hmm. why there's a section that seems to be just about master stuff, and a section that's just about slave stuff as, as well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But exciting. <laughs> Uh-oh, they're writing more notes. <laughs> so who's the book written for? Who, who, are we aiming it at masters? Are we aiming it at slaves? Are we aiming it at people in the vanilla world? I think the, um, I like the subtitle. The subtitle, uh, which is a book for masters, slaves, and the relationships, to me is a, is a great subtitle for the book because there are. There's parts designed for masters to read. Now, I think it's a value of a slave to read the parts addressed to a master, but it's not in necessarily intended for them. It's intended for the master to read. There's parts for a slave to read. There's parts where it's of obvious benefit for both people to read. We, we included enough terminology and enough background for people that are new to the lifestyle um, for, to get their feet wet if they're completely blind to everything um, and just getting started. You know, there's some base terminology and some base understanding to get going with. But I feel like there's a lot of things in there that appeal to people that have already been around for a little while and need to take it to that next level and want to keep their foundation strong. I think the ones that came to us looking for a step one, step two, step three, I think it's going to benefit them as well because they're going to see all the dynamic that's involved in it. There may not be a step one, step two, but they may read it and go, oh, that works for me. That's step one, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. So it would work for people wanting to get into the lifestyle as well. But um, curiously, I actually told my counselor that I had for 10 years. I don't, I don't see her anymore, but I did call her recently. And um, I refer people in the lifestyle to her all the time. And I, I just love what she does. And I called her to let her know that everything's okay with me. Because usually you call your counselor when something's crappy. So I called her to let her know about the title run and to let her know about the book. And she knows everything about me. She's talked to Dan a couple of times. You know, she's very aware this is a healthy relationship. And she's like, oh, I think I'm going to read it. She goes, if I read it, that'll give me more of an understanding of people in the lifestyle, you know, and more in-depth stuff. And, uh, and I took that. I, I was like, wow, you know, so now I've got a counselor that's going to be reading this as well and using this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very exciting to me. And then I was like, oh, um, there's stuff about my sex life in there. And she's like, oh, well, if you're not comfortable with that, I won't read it. I'm like, oh, good Lord. It's a book. <laughs> Everybody can have access to it. <laughs> it has my name on it. Read. Feel free. So, but that was kind of exciting, too. Absolutely. Hmm. 
Hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, you know, I mean, it seems like you guys have an awful lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's one of the reasons, obviously, we've been friends for all this time is because, you know, we we love to engage in fun. But it seems like you guys have a lot of fun um, together and writing this book. And so uh, I guess I would ask, you know, how much fun is it to write a book together? And uh, what part of the book did you enjoy the most? You know, part of it, like we were talking earlier about when you run, when you create an event, you want it to be an event that people want, that you want to go to. <laughs> took the same philosophy with writing the book. Now, the book actually was much more difficult. I don't know if difficult is the word I want to use, but it's labor-intensive. You really have to steel yourself to, we're going to take a weekend, and we're going to write, and we're going to focus, and we're going to get this done. And, ooh, shiny. <laughs> I haven't played Madden for an hour. I could have made that. And, oh, wait, back to it, back to it. Um, for me... The Fortnite, I don't know about Dawn. For me, the creation wasn't as much fun. I don't know. It, it was Parts of it were a lot of fun. Parts of it were a little laborious because there's um, you're reading the same thing over and over again. But for me, the real joy of it was after it was born. When I had my copy, it was all put together, <laughs> and I read it. And I just enjoyed reading the book. Um, it, I, I, at that point, I knew it, it was the book that, from my perspective, is the book we wanted to write. You know, because when I read it, I was like, man, this is good shit. Who are this coming from? Oh, wait, that's Dan says. I should know this part. <laughs> I know when one of our house members, we had a house member get a copy of her book before we got our physical copy. So she walks in the door and it's like, oh, may I? And she, <laughs> she didn't realize I didn't have a copy yet. So I just kind of like held on to it and stroked it. <laughs> you know, it, it really was. You know, it felt like our baby. And I thought it was fun to write simply because we've been together for so long that it was nice to just sit and remember some of the beginning stuff and to remember some of the stuff that was really important then that you kind of lose focus of now, but it brings that importance back to you. So it was really nice to review all of that stuff and um, just to see how we've grown. So because we were able to, to find our old contract you know, to make sure we had all those pieces that were in there in the book and, and all of that and just, just review it. And it was a lot of fun. So, but, uh, so Dan just finished rereading the book and, and really loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't picked it up to reread it yet because I read it over and over and over again and then sent it to the editor and then re-edited it when the editor right. was done and then sent it back to the editor. So I, I have read it a lot. <laughs> but now I need to go read it back in the final version. For, uh, read it for enjoyment. I think you'll yes. like it. Yes, yes. So l- let me draw your attention to one little phrase. Oh, that no. I, I've opened the book now. I'm yes. going to the highlighted parts. Page 68. <laughs> you wrote something here that really hit me, and I wanted to, to hear your take on it. Okay. Um, you wrote, here's the gun and the ammunition. Mm. Never use it. Living in a glass house allows me to own my vulnerabilities. And I'm just curious, um, this was something that Dan wrote mm-hmm. about being transparent, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about the gun and the ammunition. So in normal relationships, or I, I, don't, I hate to say vanilla relationship, but the relationships that I was in in the past, the relationships mm-hmm. that most of us are used to, right? You don't necessarily reveal all of your secrets or all your weaknesses or all your vulnerabilities to the person you're with. Because then when you get in a fight, they're going to press those buttons and press those buttons so that they can win the fight. Um, I approach a 
power exchange relationship and in the perspective of the person that's in a relationship with me, I, I'm going to give them my buttons. In this case, the, the simile, I'm going to give them the, bu the bullets. I'm going to say, here's how you can hurt me. Here's the things that I am the weakest about, right? Um, and, and at this point, you know, I, we don't and I engage in a lot of self-work, so I'm having trouble thinking of things that uh, I feel like we're very revealing to the entire podcast world as my weaknesses. But let's say that I had uh, emotional issues with Easter, right? Easter's always been one of my times where I've been very sad about Easter and the treatment of the bunny and the way they make him carry chocolate or some shit like that. You know, what I need to do is never not try and hide that stuff from the person I'm in a power exchange relationship, but instead I tell them about it. I say, look, Easter's a bad time for me. Don't give me shit during Easter, right? This is a bad thing. Don't do that. Here's Easter, and here's the Easter gun, in case you want to get me during Easter. I'm giving you that. I'm telling you everything you need to do to hurt me. And I'm telling you, don't fucking do it. Bad slave. Don't mm -hmm. hurt me. If I give you these things to hurt me, now you've got a choice, right? You've given me the complete trust and faith and confidence already to be your master. I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to show you how much trust and faith I have in you as well. I'm also going to, you know, for us, that's, it's, I give, Don has access to all my email, my FetLife account. Um, there's no personal data she can't get to. And I tell her, don't go into my personal email. Mm -hmm. You know, she can if she needs to. She can if she wants to. But I'm telling her, don't do it. And there's a great amount of power you share like that. So uh, for me, the easiest way to gain strength and power over the person that wants to be in a power exchange relationship with you is you reveal all your weaknesses right off the bat. You lay them out there and you say, there they are. I'm telling you, you, you don't play with these because I'm working on these things. And it also gives them the opportunity to assist you in working on these things. So, so that's what that meant to me. I like the way I put it there, though. Is that in the book? Yeah. I wrote that. Yeah, wow. I knew, okay. I knew that, that was yours when she read it, too, mm -hmm. though. Um, the whole vulnerability part, I'm sure I've got stuff written about that in there mm -hmm. as well. But, um, you know, it becomes very powerful as a slave to know that he's handed you the ammunition and he trusts you not to use it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, that helps build that powerful dynamic, you know, I, and it's just, it works. That's, that's, <laughs> it's really interesting listening to, listening to Dan talk about this mm -hmm. and listening to you respond because as someone who's been involved in, in your relationship somewhat for the past years, I, I recognize this. However, people who aren't so familiar with the way um, your particular dynamic, your particular MS dynamic works, and has been working over years, you know, may view master-slave dynamics as, you know, the master has to be the, <laughs> the uber-dom and right. the, the, you know, and the, and the fortress. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that level of transparency in, you know, if we were to take out, let's just remove the term MS from the relationship, the way you have described it in the book and the way you're describing it now is the way a transparent relationship, regardless of power exchange, mm -hmm. um, works for longevity, works works in a, in a very powerful way to, uh, to disclose, to self-disclose with your partner and, and the one you love. So if you were to, I mean, regardless of whether... I, what I would say as a comment is regardless of whether you're in a master-slave relationship, this particular book has some very pertinent uh, methods of communication for 
regular relationships, right. regardless of whether you're you have a TPE or not, a total <laughs> power exchange or not. So I, you know, and it was a, speaking from from having read it in literally <laughs> twenty four to forty eight hours. It was a, a very easy read, and it and it flowed very well. Good. Um, and I, I really enjoy really enjoy uh, I really enjoy reading it. And I also you know have bought a couple of copies for friends and already oh, sent them all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, just because uh, you know if 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 somebody's walking around with it in their hand, hopefully, oh let me see what you got. Oh, you try this. Give it away. <laughs> you know. And and so I guess I guess looking at that. Do you have other questions? Okay, so I would I would ask you know one or two final questions. Okay. You know as as now currently published authors <laughs> and and someone who well, I mean as I said one of the things that that I do is is really surf fet life for mm-hmm. a lot of um, the way the trends are and one of the really unfortunate trends that I see out there mm-hmm. is what I call the Velcro collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Velcro collar is um, dominance who um, essentially collar somebody within the first week of meeting them. Mm-hmm. And a collar symbolizes a, a significant bond, but it's happening, you know, we meet at a play party, we play, oh, you're, let, me, let me consider you, let me... Um, Put you under protection. Let me collar you, and this right. happens within a week. Mm-hmm. And then six weeks later, that person is off. And so you see these dominants and so forth having all these little things. And so the Velcro collar is something that that is, is disturbing. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is, after reading your book, you know, I'm I'm much more I'm much more able to put faith in stock. In longevity and how it would work if if as a master I was planning on creating a relationship that was that was long-lasting and that was without um, without something that was frivolous mm-hmm. you know or superfluous and it was it's really powerful and this is a shining example of a way that um, two people can really live a TPE and so I, I was really excited about that. So my question is, as as potential authors, what is your recommendation? Because I, I know there's lots of people out there <laughs> who say say, oh yeah, my book, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 50 pages into it, or I'm, uh-huh. I'm 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 one paragraph into my into my great novel, uh-huh. you know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there in the lifestyle who are very interested in in taking what's in here. Right. What's in their heart and putting it out, you know, spewing it out on the paper and putting it out there for the world mm-hmm. to see. And you guys have, have been successful at doing that. So what, what what are your recommendations to the people who are struggling to get what's inside out onto the paper and out into the community? What we ended up doing was we had little fits and starts and we had things written and other things little written. But not it wasn't a book. It was just a bunch of stuff written down. And what we did was we took a weekend away, and we actually, we, we're here in Central Ohio, we actually went to Cincinnati, not for any good reason, got a Except hotel room. it was room. A cheap on Priceline. It was cheap on Priceline, <laughs> ended up being a nice hotel, we got lucky. And uh, no TV, uh, we just took our little laptops, and we some said, munchies. and some munchies, and, and we yep. said, this is a book writing weekend, that's what we're doing this weekend. And we really dedicated the weekend to it. And, and course, But like Dan said, we had some writings that were already started, so it's not like we went in cold turkey. 
Right. So we had some ratings already started, so we took those, and then that kind of helped. We reread those, and that kind of uh, brought in the muse. And just having, being in one space where nobody could bother us, no phone, no TV, no nothing, and knowing that's what we were concentrating on, it allowed the muse in. Yeah. And um, we were able to get some good stuff done. So lo chunk. logistically, that's what worked for us. Right. The other aspect of it is the the thing that turned the switch for me to that says, man, we got to get this book written and out there was reading other people's books. Mm -hmm. And I've read other wonderful MS books, but they were, the other books that I've read, as much as they say they're not targeted at other, at this dynamic or this group of people, um, they didn't talk about us. They didn't talk about people like Dawn and I, who are, um, you know, some of them came from a perspective of um, older style gay leather MS and some came from a other style, and these all these other styles. All oh, this is wonderful stuff, right? Some of them were written by masters the whole way through. Some of them written by here's a submissive's journey the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. But the thing that I, I was reading one of them, an author I really respect, and I said, man, where's the writings for me? Everybody kept telling me that this book was going to help me with my relationship, and there's good stuff in it. But where's the stuff that speaks to my heart? And um, it is it is exactly the same way that Don and I ended up creating a house. It is the same way you guys, you two, ended up creating the AIS events. You see, you looked what was out there and you said, man, this is good. This is good, but it's, it's not making my heart sing. And once I saw, man, there's something, there's a gap that's not, my heart needs to sing. And somebody needs to write a book for me. And I'm tired of waiting. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do it. And we made it a priority. Yeah. Which was a thing. Once we made it a priority, we figured out how to work in the writing time. Mm-hmm. So, and it became a passion and it was fun. I mean, yeah, some of it was tedious. You know, where's this paragraph going? Where's yes. that paragraph going? Damn, I missed that word again and it's still spelled wrong. You know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, once it became a passion, it was just a lot easier to write. Mm -hmm. Do you mean the word spelled wrong on page 78 at the bottom Stop. there? Stop. Well, we I, found some. I know. So I'm, we found I'm, the just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I have no the, idea. the corrections are going in. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually an ancient Gorian way to write that word. Oh, oh, don't be busting on my MS. Mm -hmm. My MS is correct. I, I, will, I will have to check with John Norman on that one because um, he is obviously the authority. But just uh, you know, from uh, from my signing off, what I'd like to say is, you know, with all the trends out there and with all the things that, that we see, in the community and how people pass through and pass out and pass under and pass over and <laughs> pass below my belt and um, all those things. I'd really like to say that it's an honor to be a part of something that doesn't cheapen the collar, that doesn't cheapen um, what MS can be. And I, I really appreciate how, how beautiful that you've placed this all into words and, and as a somewhat of a guidebook for your relationship as a shining example for other people to to um, to step into that power exchange and to and to share power with what another human being. So so thank you very much from from my point of view. And I I know that thank Sheba you. has something to say. Oh, I have nothing to say. It really? was very heartfelt. It was lovely. Aww. Thank you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's hard being interviewed by people you know for a while. I know. Because <laughs> we you know all your dirty it. secrets. Well, you yes. know. I mean, you guys have seen us near. Kind of near the beginning of when we got started, and mm -hmm. we saw you in the, you had a little it. rough patch. We first, we, we've yeah. had first, a couple of rough patches. We first met in our backyard. Yes. You first you first showed up, and that was um, that would have been ninety. Uh, sorry, two thousand and three. 
Okay, so a few years Maybe, into no, it. No, 2002. No, because we met him first, actually, at the at the Sacred Flame Circle when they invited us over to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that would have been 2002, Maybe? Something like that, yeah. Something so, like that. So, yeah, that was essentially the beginning, back when Dan actually had short hair. Yes, short hair. <laughs> short hair, no goatee. Yep. Yeah, no yeah, goatee. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, and then um, and then the backyard where mm-hmm. um, I brought you a, a host gift. Yeah, the, which was presented a, you with a yeah, It was a candle snuff, snuffer. A snuffer, yeah. It was a candle yes, snuffer. We, right. we actually still have that, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. So, yeah. And then right soon after that... Me and uh, Sheba went out to have coffee. We went out to have coffee. And I, coffee. <laughs> yes, I delved into a, the relationship. Yes, yeah, she wanted to make sure that I was okay. Right. Yeah. So, what is this MS thing? What do you mean you're exactly. calling yourself a slave? What kind of feminist are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and then I we am a feminist. Yeah. I made a choice of who I wanted to be. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you you <laughs> definitely broadened my horizons by talking about the conscious decision and the mindful choice mm-hmm. that you made to live your life in a way that made your heart sing. Yes. You know, and that is what feminism to me is about, is listening to what's inside mm-hmm. and then paying attention to it and walking that walk and, mm-hmm. and walking through that fear. <laughs> so uh, one last comment I'll make about the book. The one comment that I heard that I did not like the Uh-oh. feedback wise. What was what, that? Somebody wrote back and said, oh, oh, this is like 24 hours into announcing the book was out there. Somebody wrote back and said, oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait for the second book. And I was saying, that, oh. I just shot my load. You're not kidding. I need some rest. Thank you. I'm going to take a nap. But there will be another one, right? Don't the, tease us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That I've already book. started writing a list of things I want to write about. Well, and, and you know what they say about that, that, you know, that as an author, you're constantly, um, you're constantly trying to better your, your previous work. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, your first book, it's like in martial arts when I started taking martial arts. That they uh, they would say, oh well, you know, you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, and finally, when you get up to black belt, you're actually teachable, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I'm like, thinking, I'm thinking, fuck, I've been doing this for years, what the, f-? and now I'm just teachable. <laughs> so when you put out your first book, you know, it's 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 the place that you come from, mm-hmm. and you're moving forward. Now you've learned, yes, how to how to really express yourself and how to step forward, and so your next book. You know, I'm sure we'll be out in four to six months, and, and, and <laughs> you know, and, it, and it'll, it'll, whatever, whenever it'll be, it'll be. I'm sure it will be. It'll best this one, and it'll be a, a wonderful way of expression. Also, once you find your muses, mm-hmm. you need to put the pressure on. <laughs> I know. Give us the end bump. I'm the end bump. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, kinky, kinky fun group here in Central Ohio. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. Also brought to you by The Kink Shop. Oh, no, no, no. You only oh. get to read one. Oh. Now he's got to read one. Oh, now I have to read one. <laughs> yes. Are we going to go back and forth? Yes. yes. Also brought to you by The Kink Shop. Erotic Awakening is very grateful for the support of The Kink Shop. The Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices and features various BDSM implements for lifestylers. Buy lifestylers. Visit them online at www.thekinkshop.com. He's very good at it. Nice. He is. He is. He talks to me like that in bed. He's great. Want to be a part of Erotic Awakening? Sure. Want to share about your favorite kink and an event, a podcast, a book? book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. Also brought to you by Sheba's wet and dripping pussy. (laughs) Can I see? No. (laughs) 
If Featuring. he's talking like that, yeah. <laughs> Featuring a beautiful shave job that goes right up the side. Ooh. Where Come on. you can see the cl- glistening for your pleasure. Ooh. <laughs> and speaking of sadistic freaks, no. <laughs> Need dungeon furniture? Dawn gets her kink on. <laughs> on our furniture from Two Sadistic Freaks. Visit twosadisticfreaks.com for great furniture at great prices. Special discounts apply to those that live in Ohio. Oh, H. I O. No, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did you know that you can buy the new book, Living MS by Dan and Dawn, That's as new. well as erotic an erotic awakening t-shirt messenger bag or coffee mug simply by visiting the shop and support page of the erotic awakening website any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing education mission of erotic awakening we thank you for your support (laughs) i'm getting a little hard myself (laughs) yeah hello (laughs) down boy though just kidding don't say that i know For all your rope and exotic wooded toy needs, <laughs> wooded, <laughs> we highly recommend Maui Kink. Visit Maui Kink at, Maui, at www.mauikink.com. And when ordering, don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakenings on the checkout form. And speaking of music, this is your DJ, Prince Valium, <laughs> bringing, you, bringing you the music heard on Erotic Awakenings, which is provided by Pocket Universe for music that has been crafted and designed for scenes that range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Nice. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Bye, Dan. Bye, 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 Dawn. Bye, 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 Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, John boy. Good night.